0: Hey guys, we want to welcome you to the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. This is actually episode number 76. My name is Travis Rosinger and I am here with my co host, Dawn Rosinger, my beautiful wife.
1: Yes, thanks for joining us. We couldn't be more grateful and excited to have you with us today.
0: Well, we want to remind you that if this podcast has encouraged you or challenged you in any way, please feel free to share it with your friends and family on social media. And also be sure to give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. To do that, you just scroll to the bottom and you hit the five stars. Feel free to leave a comment and we would love to give you a shout out on a future episode. Well, we have had a great week. It's been really, really busy, but Don, we've had a new development in our lives, sure specifically have. in your life. Do you want to tell everybody and announce the news to all of our listeners?
1: Yep. I am excited to announce that I have accepted a position to become the past of groups at the Eagle Brook Ham Lake campus and I'm I, I'm just amazed. I can't believe it, that, that <laughs> so I get to cool. be a part of connecting people together. I believe in connection. I believe in groups. I'm in awe that I get to spend my time and my energy to connect people together. But most importantly, to help connect people to a relationship with Jesus. That you know Eaglebrook does week in and week out. Yeah,
0: it's so cool, Don. You're going to be a pastor, and you get to work like you said with groups. And you and I are passionate about connecting with other we people are, yeah. and getting people to connect with other people. Yep. I, I don't think there's enough of that in our world today.
1: Yes, I believe that to reach your Full spiritual potential that we have to be connected in community with others.
0: Yeah, connecting in community is so huge, and Eagle Brook is so passionate yep. about that. And we get to be a part yep. of that. You're at one campus, I'm at another, and just so blessed and honored, grateful. Well, we've had a, a like I mentioned earlier, a great week. Part of it is we went on a trip. Our nephew and niece invited us to their house yeah, out so of state, fun. and they have four boys. Wow. Can yep. you have a lot of fun with four boys? And they're four
1: Boys, what I think a six-year-old, four-year-old. Um, a two-year-old, and then a baby. There's just a lot of energy in their home and they're a very active family. Yeah,
0: I think one of my favorite uh, moments with them, Don, was when you first got down on the floor. There's this, uh, like what, maybe 200 cars in a bucket of Hot Wheels. You dumped them on the floor. I joined you with the three boys and we just started rolling the cars as fast as we had races. (laughs) We did. And what did you say when we had these races? You would say... On
1: your mark, get set go!
0: Right, but you would say, gentlemen, start oh, your engines, yes, first. and then you would say on your market say, go. And it was just so yep. fun being a kid with them, but hanging out with our nephew and niece. We're proud of them yes. and had a great time.
1: Yep, I couldn't resist getting down on the floor and playing when they looked at me and said, Auntie Don, can you play with me? <laughs> of course we're going to play with you. Hard
0: to say no to <laughs> right? that. We also did something else that was pretty fun, or I should say you did something else. I,
1: I love basketball, and my nephew is about six feet two. He's kind of a big guy, but we love Love to play basketball together that's one thing I did with them growing up and we continue to do well they have a basketball hoop and he asked me to play basketball with him and I again I love basketball and I, we just took the ball and we began to play a game of pig and in the beginning I was winning but in the end he actually won playing basketball the last couple of days with my nephew reminded me of when I played basketball in high school. You know, I had this amazing basketball coach. We call him just coach. He was a wonderful man, full of character and someone that I could fully trust. I knew that he could see things on the sidelines that I couldn't see while playing on the court. And because I trusted him, when he called plays on the sideline, I would follow through and, and use those exact same plays on the court. And oftentimes we would score a basket.
0: Yeah, and I remember watching you. You and I have known each other forever, Don. And watching you play basketball, you were so good. But I even remember your coach and he was just a spectacular guy with such great character.
1: Yeah, he was an incredible coach. Someone that I always think of highly. He was a great basketball coach someone I admire well recently I had a similar experience with a different type of coach you see I felt stuck and felt like I needed to take a deeper look into my life into my soul and my future it was then that I heard about a lady that I knew and trusted who was a trained life coach her name is Connie I decided to start meeting with her and met four times over an eight-week period. She asked me the tough questions and she forced me to take a very different look at myself. Through this entire life coaching process with her, a new clarity started to emerge. One where I was able to more clearly identify what I wanted in the direction that I knew that I should head. This woman was such a blessing to me into my life. It was right after my time with her and the resulting breakthrough that I had that I started thinking about the idea of what if I allowed my spouse, Travis, to be my personal life coach in other areas, kind of like Connie that had just helped me through. Here's the idea. What if I invited Travis to give me personal non-defensive feedback in my growth areas without allowing myself to feel like I was being attacked or criticized? What if I allowed him to ask me the hard questions, knowing he wasn't going to make the subsequent decisions required for needed solutions? Would I be willing to be vulnerable with him? Could he do the same with me? Would I be willing to ask him hard questions and provide him with feedback so that he could make decisions required for needed solutions? Again, this idea came from the time that I spent with my life coach and the huge amount of progress that I felt like I made with her even though she doesn't know me like my spouse knows me.
0: Yeah, this is a cool concept, Don. And I love how you began to talk to me about this and I talked to you about it. And we were like, wait a second. I mean, Connie, your life coach, she blew you away and helped you so much in a very specific area of your life. But you and I, as we began to talk, we're like, wait, we're also in a position kind of like her where we could begin to help each other out.
1: In different areas that are needed.
0: I guess on the core of what we're trying to say is that if I opened up my heart to feedback from you, like you did with Connie, and you began to give me insight or ask hard questions, we could begin to help each other out personally, one-on-one.
1: Why would this potential for helping each other make sense. Well, first, because two are better than one. If we are going to leverage this biblical concept to its fullest, then we must truly take advantage of the fact that we have the ability to help one another get better, and especially at personal growth. Travis, you know, I'm at a point in my life where my eyes, you know, I had 20-20 vision and now I don't think they're 20-20. I don't think so. Now,
0: by the way, that you look at things that you're trying to read or even your cell phone sometimes, you can tell.
1: Especially in the morning, I'm having a difficult time reading something that's in small print. I am realizing that I am in need of an eye doctor to be able to help me see better. I need someone else to help me see things that I can't see on my own right now, like that small print. That's the same way it is with our spouses. Sometimes they see things we don't and they have the power to make us aware of those things. And once they do, suddenly those growth areas in our lives become visible and we want to see those areas that are blind spots for us but that are you know very visible to our spouse. It also makes sense because my spouse Travis you have a front row perspective on all of my weaknesses and all of my strengths. I see through my lens but you see it through your lens which is very different and we want to have different perspectives.
0: Yeah, again Don we're talking about helping each other personally grow And just like you said, the eye doctor can kind of give you the power to see better. Yes, That's a lot like life, but our marriage. like I have that ability to help you see things you can't see and you have the power to help me see things about myself that I can't see. It also works well because if we get better as individuals, our marriages get better. Wow, that's a simple but powerful big concept.
1: Yes, kind of like that episode that we called When You Work On You, You Work On Two. Again, when you work on you, you work on two.
0: Yeah, and the way this looks is if we grow in our personal maturity, both relationally and spiritually, then it starts to have a positive impact on our spouse, Don, and you and our relationship as a couple. I also think it comes down to trust, marriage is and should be one of the highest levels of trust on this earth. When you are married, you should be heading or have arrived at a place where you are completely bearing your soul to your spouse on a daily basis. You're holding nothing back. Don, I don't want to hold anything back from you and I don't want you to have to hold anything back from me. Well, to have this type of relationship at your disposal where you are unequivocally trusting your spouse and then for whatever reason you don't ask for insight on your own growth could be one of the biggest losses of your life. This is the person who could help you the most. That's the point of this episode. You and I, Don, and those that are listening, they are in a position to help their spouse the most. And I am in a position for you to help me the most. It's really that give-take relationship. But here's the problem. We tend to view ourselves with rose-colored glasses while other people see the true picture of who we really are. We are prone to lying to ourselves and sugarcoating the negative areas of our lives. I've done it. Right. Don, you've probably done it. Yeah. It's called the halo effect as
1: well. We kind of wear a halo and really we shouldn't be wearing a halo.
0: Yes. And Andy Stanley, he writes this. He says, most people aren't honest with themselves. Don't be most people. So to the point and so true. Why would we want to just blend in, be average, be most people and have just an okay or terrible marriage? Right. We don't. We want to go to the next level in our lives, in our marriage and as individuals. So we want to issue a challenge to all of you couples that are listening out there right now. And the challenge is this. Consider allowing your spouse to become one of your greatest personal life growth coaches. Now the only way for that to work, and here's the key, I hope you're listening, this would have to be a mutual decision with both spouses agreeing to non-defensive feedback. Non-defensive feedback means, Don, that if you Begin to tell me something, and you've asked me if it's okay to share the feedback. And you tell me something that maybe might hurt a little bit, it's for me then to say, I'm not going to get defensive. I'm right. going to listen to it. I'm going to think about it and I'm going to try to make some changes. And at that point, you've got to just trust that when you're giving that feedback, you got to let it go. You don't want to beat me over the head with it. Ephesians 5 21 says, Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. This passage is so helpful. It's an incredible tool. Why is it so good in marriage? Because it says submit to one another. The word submit here, it means, I looked it up in the dictionary. It means this, accept or yield to a superior force Or to the authority or will of another person. Mm Now, Don, I might think you're a superior force at times and you might think that I am, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about the last part of this definition and that is or to the will of another person. Submit to the will of another person person. And that's a good thing to say, Don, I'm going to submit to you and you're going to speak into my life. You're going to submit to me and I'm willing to speak into your life. But we do want to give you a warning for those of you that are listening. If you are constantly having conflict trust has been broken or you haven't been married long enough to build trust, you may have to wait until these issues are resolved in order to move into this new level of relational maturity that we're talking about. And that is to really invite your spouse to be your kind of personal life growth coach. And to do that for your spouse.
1: So Travis, let me just go back to the beginning. Remember, I was talking to you about my basketball coach and how I could trust him because he could see things that I couldn't see. But I knew that we were on the same team and we had the same goal. We wanted to win the game. So when he would call plays, I would listen to him. I would fully trust him because again, he could see it from a different perspective, but I knew that we were on the same team trying to win together. Yeah.
0: Just like you and I, we're married. We're on the same team.
1: So what would it look like if you allowed your spouse and they allowed you to become each other's life coach? Would you together become that winning team who wins championships? Would it help you to better win at life and And marriage? Well, we think the answer to those questions is that you and your spouse would start to grow into fully relationally mature people. It would bring a huge element of humility into your lives and relationships. Your spouse would be asked for their feedback. You would hear it, trust it, and then make needed changes. Then you would reap the benefits of those changes. They would ask for your feedback. You would give it in love. They would receive it and then make needed changes changes. This process occurring over and over again in a cyclical pattern would bring with it greater benefits each time it happened and could result in a new addiction to your spouses and your insight and feedback.
0: Yeah, Don, wow. That sounds incredible. Like an addiction that's actually helpful. The addiction of kind of like your coach, you're on the basketball court. He's saying, Don, you're so good. You're incredible. But when you drive the basket and you go to make a shot and him you know, giving you that advice and then Don, you taking it and applying it would make you a better right. basketball player. Absolutely. And yep. the same way you and I doing that for each other. And, and then I, as you give me that advice, I apply it and I become a better person or a better husband. I would get addicted to that yes, and you go, would. wow, yep. you're making me better. I'm becoming better. Thank you so much for helping to be my personal growth life coach.
1: So how do we do this? How do we become each other's life coach? Well, just like in any sport or game, when you're trying to win, there are rules of engagement that you must abide by your coach knows those rules and they follow those rules. So you don't foul out. So you get pulled out of the game.
0: Yeah. And I think Don, for what we're suggesting of coaching each other, and we're not just, we're not saying, Hey, get rid of the life coaches because no. you used one and yeah. she's amazing. Yeah. Definitely go to a life coach, but we're talking about becoming stronger, better individuals and having a stronger marriage. Right. And so really coaching each other on the daily stuff, the stuff that is up close and personal. So, so there are rules of engagement. Right.
1: So here are some rules of engagement we would recommend to make this work for you and your spouse. And it all starts with this humility. See your spouse as being better than yourself. Here's what we mean. Value them more than you value yourself. Acknowledge that you have blind spots and will never fully see them or recognize them. Yeah, this
0: is really hard, but so practical and so helpful, Don. I remember when you and I first got married, I was crazy like in my mind filled with pride and not wanting to take feedback. I'm just being really honest. I was kind of opinionated and stubborn, but for me to to, just say, wait, I need to get humble and acknowledge that you can see things I can't see, is a huge step towards becoming a better person.
1: We all have blind spots. I know, Travis, I have blind spots, and you helped me see many of those. We know if it's going to work, your spouse has to ask for your feedback. Stop the nitpicking, whining, and general criticism that might be aimed at them recklessly or because maybe you're just having a bad day. Start using only positive words, introducing potential feedback once they ask. Be known with your spouse for someone who practices verbalosity. Be verbally generous and showering them with love until they ask for feedback. Again, Be sure to share things that need to change in them gently and with love. Yeah,
0: you got to do it gently and you got to make sure that you're reminding them that you're on their team, that you love them, that you want them to win. Because
1: we are on the same team and we want to win.
0: So true. And I think a helpful hint, Don, that we need to share at this point is just you are welcome to ask your spouse to give them feedback, but it makes sense to get their permission first. Why? And this was kind of what you were alluding to about stopping the nitpicking. You see, their heart will be more open to the feedback and they will know you are trying to help them rather than criticize them. Simply ask, literally ask a question like this. Would you be open to me sharing something with you about you? I mean, that's a big question and let them ponder it for a second. Or you can say, can I give you some feedback about you? However you want to say it, just say it that way so that they know that you're not going to keep talking and giving them the feedback if they don't invite you further.
1: And then if your spouse says no, just respect that right there in that moment, they are not open to anything. And Maybe the time is just not right. Yeah,
0: totally, Don. And recently you have been giving me feedback about a particular conversation that I've started with people. You know when we go to somebody's house and we first see them and then I bring this conversation up. I mean, it's right out there in the news and and it's kind of something that's like crazy relevant in our face. And you have helped me to understand that that's not a topic that I should be bringing up with anyone right. anymore. <laughs> and it's not something that's uber political or anything like that. It's just a reality that we're living with. So instead, you have encouraged me that I should go back to my normal communication, which is to focus on the person, getting to know them better, and then encouraging them. And so I'm so grateful that, Don, that you've given me that feedback, but that I'm open to it.
1: It's something that I could definitely just see in you, Travis, because you're such a positive person. And this conversation tended to lean more negative, not horribly, but lean more negative. I'm like, why? Why have that conversation? Yeah, what's the point? When we could just focus on the person and the relationship. So I just cut it out and
0: I stopped doing that. So what are we not talking about? We should always have two-way free-flowing communication about many things in our marriages where you would normally not have to ask if it's okay to share. You have to have conversations about things like a potential job change, meeting someone new who wants to become your friend, or even small things on planning what to eat the next day. Uh, These are not the things that we are talking about. We're talking about asking your spouse for permission to give them feedback in personal growth areas of their life. All right. So what next? Well, if you want and do give your spouse feedback, you have to be ready to ask them to give you feedback as well. Don, I think that's part of it. Hey, Don, do you mind if I give you a little bit of feedback right now? Oh, but by the way, when I'm done, feel free to give me feedback. You guys kind of hear that? Like it's this give and take. And so if you want to take your marriage this direction, don't wait for them to start asking you. Be vulnerable and start asking them to give you pointers on how you could be a better person. To be a little more clear, the point isn't it to give feedback that starts conflict or intentionally causes hurt feelings. And it's not to say you're okay with feedback while at the same time allowing yourself to get angry when you get feedback. It's got to go both ways with the knowledge that you are helping each other to become better human beings and better followers of Jesus. Are you ready to get vulnerable? Are you ready to get vulnerable?
1: And again, we're talking about this being a two-way process. It's not just, Travis, you giving me that feedback and me just being quiet. It's me giving you feedback as well and both of us reciprocating it and giving this non-defensive feedback. The last rule of engagement would be do not ask to give your spouse personal feedback on how they could change during an <laughs> argument or conflict. Why? Because emotions are running high. You're going to give them feedback; they're not going to want to take in the moment. They're going to be very frustrated. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! Bad timing, not a good idea. That it's just it's not going to work. You have to do it when there isn't conflict and there isn't friction.
1: Well, we just wanted to give you guys a few examples in our life of ways that we have helped coach each other. Again, we're on the same team. We want to win together. So I want to take Travis's advice and his feedback and I want to use it and I want to run the play and we want to win the game.
0: Yeah, so good, Don. Well, I know, Don, I used to apologize for everything. Remember back when we first met and you helped me to realize that I was sending the wrong message to others that communicated a lack of confidence and I had to cut that out. I stopped apologizing for everything
1: and anything out of the sun. And you're just a really kind person, but you're always just apologizing. Travis, you know that I love people and I love to learn from others all about their lives while I'm talking to them, but sometimes I can cut them off and interrupt them just so I can ask them another question. And you really have taught me that I am cutting people off and possibly limiting what I could be learning from them about their lives because I'm asking so many questions. And I took that feedback, that constructive criticism, and I've restructured my my communication style with people.
0: Yeah, Don, you've been a great coach because you've told me that I didn't always have to share my opinion, which I needed to hear. This was early on in our marriage, but that has helped me tremendously and has shaped who I have become. I know whenever we interact with people, often we jump in the car and we help encourage each other, but also coach each other on our communication.
1: Another area that we coach each other in, quite often is our communication style. We even ask each other to read text before we send them out so they don't come across the wrong way to someone else or offend somebody. We know each other's hearts and we know that we wouldn't want to hurt anyone. So we just read something quick before we send it out.
0: Yeah, we're, we're just constantly being vulnerable in other areas, you and I with clothes. And that sounds maybe funny to even bring that up, yeah. but we fully 100% trust each other in this area. Hey, what do I look like? Does this work? And you just don't get offended right. when you ask me that. And I don't get offended when you say, man, you need to change right. those pants. Do not match that right. shirt. Like we're on the same page. When
1: I asked you the question, Travis, do I look fat in this? I really want to know if it's not flattering on my body. I I appreciate your feedback in that area. Business consultant Sanjeev Himchali said this, criticism is part of learning and growth. It means that you are taking initiatives to learn something new and grow over from your current state. If you are not getting criticized, it means you are not taking enough risk to learn something new and to grow.
0: Yeah, and I think here when he's saying criticize what he's really saying is if you're not opening it yourself up to be willing to get feedback, right. if you're not doing that, then you're not doing what it takes to grow and that's embracing the risk that comes along with hearing that feedback. All right. So as we wrap up this episode, we have a couple questions that we want you guys to discuss with your spouse or to ponder personally. Here are the questions. Do I want to stay stuck in my life and marriage? I hope your answer is no. Am I willing to receive feedback that I actually need to hear, even if it may hurt a little? And the last question that we want you to discuss together, why have I not asked my spouse to give me ongoing feedback about how I could change for the better and be willing to trust that feedback? Are you avoiding the risk? Are you not willing to be able to do what it takes to reach the next level?
1: Remember, you guys, you're on the same team. You have the same goal, but just like any great team, they have an amazing coach. Allow your spouse to speak into your life and be that coach in the areas that maybe you need some extra feedback. Be open to that. You can be the winning team. I know you guys can.
0: Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. Have a great week and remember to keep loving the fight.
1: Remember, you've got this. You can do it. Don't give up. We'll see you next week.